Hey, um, welcome to the last day of 2023. So tomorrow morning, we're all going to turn the calendar, and it's going to be January 1, 2024. So I have a question for you today. What are you hoping for in 2024? What are you hoping for? You know, as we think about that, a lot of people in this world today are not filled with hope. They're very uncertain. But we as Christians and believers in the Lord Jesus, what are you hoping for? Are you hoping that this present evil age will get better? Is that what you're hoping for? Is your hope in the government? Is your hope in the economy? No. Is your hope that you will be healthier, happier, a little bit less weight, and maybe that you have more money to spend on things? Is your hope that you will accumulate more material things? What, what, what is your hope? I want to speak to you today about hope. And as a speaker, it's, it's very hard to actually try to convey your message in one short sentence. But here's my message today. I want to inspire you to set your hope in God. That's my message. I want to inspire you, not just encourage you, because that's a feeling. I want to inspire you deep in your heart and your soul and your spirit to intentionally set your hope in God. I'd like to start by reading Romans chapter 15. So if you have a Bible, you can turn to Paul's epistle to Romans and chapter 15. Romans 15, and we are going to start reading at verse 13. Romans 15 and 13. Here's what it says. Actually, I, I think I have it here. Not working. Go to the next slide. It's not working because it's off. Okay, here we are. Romans 15 and verse 13. It says, Now the God of hope, the God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace in believing. The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. That you may abound in hope. That you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to inspire you to put your hope in God by the power of the Holy Spirit. So... Here's a biblical definition of the word hope. Now, in our English word for hope, there's something that's kind of conveyed that's uncertain, that is very different than the word in the scriptures for hope. There is no uncertainty in the word hope that is in the scriptures. In fact, a biblical definition of hope from the Bible is confident, expectations that the promises of God shall never fail. Confident expectations that the promises of God will never fail. It says in Romans 15 and 13, Now the God of hope, He is a God of hope. The God of hope fill you. This is my verse for 2024, that every one of us will be 
filled with the God of hope by the power of the Holy Spirit and that we will be abounding in joy and peace and confident expectation. The God of hope. Do you know that most people today in this world live without hope? That is a true statement, and I'm going to back that up from the Bible. Scripture says that people follow the course of this world. They are fulfilling the desires of the flesh, the lust of the mind. They are strangers to the covenant promises of God, and they have no hope. They are without God in the world. Unbelievers literally have no hope. Unregenerate humanity suppress truth. They deny God, and they heap to themselves condemnation. That's the way most people live in this world without hope. But we are not like that. We have a God of hope who has filled us with joy and peace and power in believing the words of God. You know, we were made to have rich, spiritual, and emotional relationship with God and with each other. That's how we were made. And we can only do that if we have a right perspective. So I want to start by giving you a biblical perspective on how I should see myself. This is personal, but I think it, it's the same for every one of us who are believers in Christ. Here's perspective. I am, number one, an image bearer. I was made in the image of God, and I was given a moral conscience. Secondly, I am corrupted. That is a true fact. I have a corrupt nature. I have been ruined and defiled by sin. And naturally, in this sinful nature that I have, I perpetually sin, but I have been redeemed, purchased by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, and I am forgiven of all my sins. I have been made whole, and the Spirit of God dwells in me, and I am destined. I am destined. I am bound for heaven. I am bound for glory, and because of that, I have eternal hope in Jesus Christ. I want to convey to you today a message of hope from the scriptures. So let's go back to Romans 15 and let's read at verse 4. Romans 15 and verse 4. For whatever things were written in earlier times, they were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Now, the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and with one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, receive one another, or welcome one another, as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Now, I say this, that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God. In other words, he was a minister for the Jews, for the truth of God, to confirm the promises that were made unto the fathers, and that also, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, for this cause, I will confess thee among 
the Gentiles, the nations, and I will sing unto thy name. And again, rejoice ye nations, ye Gentiles, with hope, with his people, and again praise the Lord, all ye nations, laud him, all ye peoples. And again, Isaiah says, there shall be a root out of Jesse that he shall rise to reign over the nations and in him shall the Gentiles trust. Now the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Our hope is in Jesus Christ alone. We sang that today. Our confidence is in his word. That's what our confidence is in, the word of God. Now, let me say this. Your confidence is not in a denomination. Your confidence is not in a particular church or the people of that church. Our confidence is in the Word of God. And our guarantee of all the promises that God has given to us is the indwelling Holy Spirit. He is the guarantee that all these promises that God has made are actually going to take place. What evidence do we have? Our evidence is the fulfilled promises in the Old Testament scriptures to the patriarchs. And Paul says that as he writes in Romans 15. Our hope is in Christ. Our confidence is in his word. Our guarantee is in the indwelling Holy Spirit. And our evidence is all the Old Testament fulfilled promises that have already taken place. Our hope is founded in the person of Jesus Christ. We just talked about perspective. In order to really appreciate the word of God, you need to understand who you are. And you need to understand who God is. Inspiration to trust in God. Not a church. Not a person. You know what? Not even your spouse. Because sooner or later, your spouse is going to let you down. Not in your favorite person. Not in your human hero. Not in any man. But our confidence and our trust must be in Jesus Christ alone. Our hope is in Christ. Our confidence is is in his word. Our guarantee is the indwelling Holy Spirit and our evidence is the fulfilled promises of scripture. Now let me show you what Jesus Christ said. If you've got a Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7 and I just want to read to you verse 24. It says, Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell. Why did the rain fall? And the floods came. Why did the floods come? And a storm and beat and blew against the house? Because this is life. Guys, the rain is going to come. The storms are going to blow. They're going to beat against your house. And if you haven't experienced it yet, just keep on living, because it's coming. What's critical is what your faith and trust is in. And Jesus said, Everyone who hears my words and does them is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. 
And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall. Why? Because it was founded on a rock. So let me ask you, is your faith in Jesus Christ alone? Is your confidence on the word of God? Do you have the indwelling Holy Spirit? And can you say confidently as we go into 2024, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. There's nothing else in this world that you can trust in confidently that won't let you down. But Jesus Christ, he is our living hope. I want to read you what it says in Matthew 24 and 35. Matthew 24 and 35. Heaven and earth, Jesus said, will pass away, but my words will not pass away. The living word of God will never pass away. How do we know that? Revelation chapter 20. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the heavens and the earth fled away. And there was found no place for them. But what do we see in that scene? All humanity standing before a righteous and a holy God. And the books were opened. The book, the word of God. And the men and the women in that day were judged out of the things that were written in the book. The word of God is living. It is forever. It will never pass away. I want to speak to you today with power and with confidence that your trust needs to be in the person and work of Jesus Christ alone. Alone. We sang it this morning. In Christ alone. Our faith rests upon the substitutionary atonement of Jesus Christ. Folks, I have to tell you this from the bottom of my heart with all honesty. The only way anyone's sins will ever be forgiven is by the substitutionary work of the Lord Jesus Christ alone. The only way that sin could be righteously judged and put away is that Jesus Christ had to die on a cross. His blood had to be shed. He had to become answerable for the sin of all humanity. Can I ask you a personal question today? Have you ever discovered that he became personally answerable for your sins? Not the whole world, but your sins. All the lusts that you've had, all the many times that you blasphemed God, many times that you have had sinful, evil thoughts, the lies that you've told, the sinfulness of your whole humanity, if you are going to stand before God with confidence, your faith and trust must be alone in the person of Jesus Christ. And the only way that sin could be forgiven is Jesus Christ had to become answerable for our sins. Our faith is in the substitutionary work of Jesus Christ alone, nothing else. I'm going to sh share with you from Luke 24. If you were at the breaking of bread this morning, you would have heard some of this. Let me just 
recap this wonderful story. There was people that day that lived and knew Jesus Christ. And the day that he was crucified, humanly speaking, all their hopes died. And they were sad. And they were, they were going back to their home and they were walking eight miles. Two on the road to Emmaus. Luke chapter 24, you can read this story. And it says that they were communing together and they were sad. And Jesus himself, risen, glorified, drew near to them as they walked. And he said to them, what manner of communications is this that you have together and are sad? And they said, are you just a stranger here? Do you not know what has taken place in Jerusalem? Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, we had hoped that he was the Messiah. We had hoped that all the Old Testament promises were going to be fulfilled in him. But he was rejected by our rulers, and they took him and they crucified him. And he's dead. And besides all this, today is the third day. <laughs> Jesus himself drew near and walked with them. And he said, oh foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe. All that the prophets have spoken concerning him. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory. And beginning at Moses, the word of God, and in all the scriptures, he expounded unto them all the things concerning their denomination? No. Concerning their traditions? No. Concerning himself. What is our faith in? It's in Jesus Christ alone. The promises of God are yea and amen. And they will never be forfeited. And with strong consolation and power, Jesus himself infused into those sad disciples that day the hope that they could have eternally in Jesus Christ. Our hope is in Jesus Christ alone, and it's found in his substitutionary atonement. Okay, so you're a sinner, right? Okay, I hope you understand that you're a sinner. Do I got to start this over again, or are you guys all sinners? Anybody here a sinner? Exactly. We're all sinners. Okay, how are we possibly going to be made righteous? It's not coming from you. And it's not coming from me or anything that you can do. No, our hope alone is in Jesus Christ and his righteousness that is imparted or imputed unto me. How do I know this? Romans chapter 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And not only so, we have access to God by Him. And we stand in this position. What did we sing today? On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. His oath, his righteousness, not your righteousness, his righteousness, has brought us into a standing in the presence of God that has given me hope. And hope does not make ashamed. It does not make ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by who? By the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit gives us that full assurance, that guarantee. Okay, our hope is in the substitutionary atonement of Jesus Christ. Our hope is in his righteousness. Okay, what if he's dead? He's not dead. But if he's dead, there's no hope. I could take you to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and we could read these words. Listen to this. If, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. If Christ be not risen, you are yet in your sins. You're of all men to be pitied. Eat, drink, and be merry. For tomorrow we die. There's nothing. If, if Christ be not risen. But there is a strong, powerful truth that is so clearly presented to us in 1 Corinthians 15, and it says this. But now, Christ is risen from the dead. And has become the first fruits of them that slept. What does that mean? Because Christ is alive and risen from the dead and is in heaven, it's the guarantee that you all and me are going to be there also. He is the first fruits of a huge harvest. Every single believer will be raised from the dead will be made new. How do we know that? As in Adam, all die. But in Christ shall all be made alive. Are you in Christ? I hope so. I hope that there's nobody here that walks out these doors and is not in Christ. And I hope that your faith and your confidence is in Christ alone. What did we sing? On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Our hope is in Christ alone. His atonement, his righteousness, his resurrection. What's the assurance that we have? We have his words. We have his words. Jesus said in Matthew 7 that we read, Everyone who hears my words and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man who builds his house on a rock. Okay, have you listened to the words of Jesus Christ? Are you doing them? Are you standing on them? Are you acting on what God says? That will give you the full assurance now, one other thing I got to tell you. I wish I had the passion that Ime has. I wish Ime could be up here and just tell you this. Listen, Jesus Christ is coming again. He's coming. He that shall come will come and will not tarry. Unto those who look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ will be raised and we shall all be together. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. I got to tell you something. You might die, but that's not the end. If you are in Christ, you'll be raised. You will be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. 2024 could be the year that Jesus Christ returns. Amen? 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 Are you expecting the return of Jesus Christ? I am. And as we turn the calendar tomorrow, and we're going into a new year of uncertainty in this world, we have certainty. 
Jesus Christ is alive. He's my Savior. He's given me his word, and he's coming back for me. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. My hope is in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. In Romans 15, we read these words. There is a root of Jesse. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. The promises that were given to David, there's a root of Jesse, and he shall rise and he shall reign, and all the nations will see him, and they will put their trust in him. Our hope is in Jesus Christ alone. Now, I want to flip to something else. This very hope is in you. It is in you. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 27, it speaks of a mystery. And it says this. In Colossians it says, In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And it says that we have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of His love, into His Son's kingdom. If you have believed on Jesus Christ, you are in His kingdom. And Christ is in you. This hope is actually inside you. Check it out. It's a mystery, a revelation that God has revealed and unveiled to every single believer. Now, if you're not a believer, you don't get this. You don't understand. People can tell you till they're blue in the face, and the things that are spiritual unto a natural man are foolishness to him because he's never experienced it. John wrote about this in 1 John chapter 5, and he said, everyone who's believed on the Son actually has this witness inside of him. We have this inside of us. What is it? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. It's a mystery. It's a deposit. If we were to turn to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 14, we would read these words, that upon believing, you were sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. And he is the earnest. Do you know what that word is? He's the guarantee. He is the guarantee that you will be with Christ in heaven. Because you are God's property. He has put his seal on you. He has given you his Holy Spirit. We don't speak enough about the Holy Spirit. We have this deposit inside of us. And Jesus said to his own when he was leaving, the last night he goes, I will send you another comforter. Does that mean a, another of a different kind? No. It means another of the same kind. Just as Christ was here with you physically, when he leaves to go back to heaven, he's leaving the Holy Spirit, who is another of the same kind. This is God. The Holy Spirit is God. And he is in you. And he gives you that hope of glory. It is the guarantee that you will be in heaven. Okay, there's something else. Oh, I love this. If you were to go to Hebrews chapter 6, okay, I, I got to go there because I don't want to quote it wrong. Go to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6 and um, verse 17. No, verse 16. For men verily swear by the greater. Okay, who's greater than God? No one. But men swear by people greater. You know what men say? They say, I swear to God, this is going to happen. Oh, you know what they say? 
They say, I, I swear on my mother's grave. You ever heard anybody say that? Men swear by the greater, an oath for confirmation, wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise. You are an heir of promise. The promises of God have been given to you as a believer. And he says, God, the immutability of his counsel, confirmed by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who has fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope. There's my word. The hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters in within the veil, wherein the forerunner is entered in Jesus, made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Okay, if you are sitting here right now as a believer in Jesus Christ, you have an anchor for your soul, and it's in heaven, and it's sure and steadfast, and God, who cannot lie and who does not change, God has sworn by himself that you, as a believer in Jesus Christ, you have an anchor for the soul. This is our hope. Okay, it doesn't matter how much you're going to be tossed about in 2024. It doesn't matter what rocks your world. Because it's going to come. You have an anchor for the soul. It is in heaven, in Jesus Christ alone. You know, we used to sing an old gospel hymn. We have an anchor. Anchor for the soul both sure and steadfast, even though the billows will roll. Fastened to the rock, which cannot move. Grounded, firm, and deep in the Savior's love. Do you know that song? That's a beautiful hymn. It was written because of these words. Folks, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have that mystery, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You have a deposit, a guarantee, you have a connection, and you should have an attitude. If we were to go to 1 Timothy chapter 5, Paul is writing about widows. And the reason that I thought about this is we have some widows here in our church. We have some in the last year or two that have lost their husbands. And I am sure that there must be a feeling of natural uncertainty. There must be a feeling of maybe lack of financial security. Well, Paul writes about these widows in 1 Timothy chapter 5. And he says, those who are widows indeed, meaning that they got no family, they got nothing to support them, what do they do? They set their hope in God. Did you get that? This is my message today. And I wish I could, I could tell it to you more passionately and more powerful than I'm able to do. Forget everything else and set your hope in God. Intentionally. And if you are a widow, set your hope in God. And if you're married, set your hope in God. And if you're a millionaire, set your hope in God. And if you're unsaved, you got no hope. Put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ because in him, he alone is our hope. He's an anchor for the soul. Now, it says in Romans 15 and verse 4 that... 
The things that were written before time were written for our learning. Okay? Why should you read the Bible? Why should you read this book? Because the things that are written in this book are written for our learning, for our instruction, that will build our... You know what the Holy Spirit does? The Holy Spirit takes the words of God and imparts truth to every believer. That's why you should read the Bible. And in 2024, you should make a commitment to spend time alone with God reading the word of truth. Because the Holy Spirit will take the scriptures and will impart deeply planted into your soul the truth of God from the Holy Scriptures. What did Jesus say on the last night? He said, when the Holy Spirit has come, he will lead you into all truth. He will take the things of mine and he will reveal them unto you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's why we need to read the Word of God. What is the evidence of our hope? Well, let's consider for a moment the past. The things that were written were written for our encouragement, our endurance, our comfort. And he says, consider the promises that were given to the patriarchs. Okay, let me just take a walk down memory lane. What if you were Noah? And you were 500 years old. And God said, no, it's going to rain. And you say, doesn't look like it's going to rain. Never rained before. God said, build an ark. You know what Noah did? He believed God. And he built an ark for the saving of his household. How about Abraham? God called Abraham and he said, get up and go. Go into a country that you don't know anything about. Just go. Well, Abraham could say, well, tell me the next 20 years so I can know the pathway ahead. God said, no, get up and go. God said, Abraham, you're 80, you're 90, you're 100 years old, you're going to have a son. And Sarah's laughing. And then she said, I didn't laugh. And God said, Abraham, you are going to have a son. And Abraham says, God, there's no hope. I'm 100 and Sarah's 90. God, I know you're smart, but this just ain't going to happen. No. You know what it says about Abraham in Romans chapter 4? It says this. Against hope. He believed in hope, and he staggered not at the promises of God in unbelief. He believed God, and it was reckoned unto him for righteousness. Do you believe God? I'm going to tell you something. I believe God, and I know that everything that God has written in the Word of God will take place. The things that were written aforetime were written for our learning. We learned something from Noah. We learned something from Abraham. How about Jacob? Jacob struggled with the flesh. Eventually, he wrestled with God and he surrendered himself to God's promises. Where do you see Jacob at the end of his days? Worshiping, leaning on the edge of his staff. Wouldn't you like to be like Jacob at your last days? Worshiping God, leaning on the edge of your staff. How about Jacob? Sorry, how about Joseph? Joseph never lost faith. Joseph was rejected by his brothers. Joseph was in a pit. He was sold. He was falsely accused. He spent years in prison until he eventually saw the promises of God fulfilled. How about Moses? He believed that God would bring his people to the promised land. Did God fulfill his promise? Yes. 
He absolutely did. How about David? God had a meeting with David one day, and he said, David, I'm going to give you a covenant that in your family there will be a promise that a greater son is coming. Did, did God know that just a little bit later, David was going to commit adultery and murder and, and just his life was going to tank? And God could have gone back to David and said, you know what? Okay, man, you lost it because you did all of this. You, you know what? It's all over. No. The promises of God are irrevocable. What God has promised, he will fulfill. And we see that in the life of these men. How about Isaiah? Isaiah was promised that a son would be given. An everlasting kingdom was coming. And that a suffering savior would be an intercessor. How about Daniel? Daniel saw that there was going to be a coming Messiah. And he was going to be cut off. And he was going to be raised. And he was going to come back in power and great glory. And that Christ would reign with worldwide dominion in a kingdom that would never end. Folks, we have all the evidence that God promised to the patriarchs and God fulfilled. The present, what are we here to do? We're here to trust God. We're here to worship, to serve, to rejoice in waiting for his son from heaven. That scripture that I read in Romans 15, we're exhorted as a church to be like-minded, to be Christ-like, to glorify God together, and to receive one another. God forbid that we wouldn't receive one another. Like, who do we think we are? I went to a church that used to write this on letters of commendation. Anybody know about that? And, and they would say, receive one another. This scripture is very, very clear that as believers... We are all to welcome one another. We are to receive one another and be like-minded in our purpose and focus in worshiping God. That's what our present is right now, to wait for his son from heaven and be rejoicing in hope. What's the future look like? The future is bright. He will come. He will rise and he will reign. And justice will be executed Righteousness will reign. It says in Revelation chapter 1, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And all the kingdoms of the world will wail because of him. Those who don't know Christ on that awful day of the Lord will cry unto the hills and the mountains to fall on us. Save us from the wrath of the Lamb. But those who know him will go in with him and enjoy his kingdom. Forever. Christ will rule forever. Right now, it doesn't feel like justice is reigning. It doesn't feel that at all. But there's coming a day when Jesus Christ will reign, and he will rule, and justice will rule, and he will set up his kingdom on this earth for a thousand years. Isaiah 9 and 7, Luke 1 and 32, he shall be great. And he shall reign. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you're part of that kingdom. And you will enjoy it forever. Let me close with this. Our hope for 2024 is in Jesus Christ alone. Our faith our hope, everything that we have is in Jesus Christ. Beloved, now are we the children of God. And it does not yet appear or has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Take this away for 2024. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. Is your hope in Jesus Christ 
alone. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for the Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that he is the solid rock. He is the eternal God. He is our refuge, and he will never fail us. And everyone who believes in him, Scripture says, will never be put to shame. Lord, we thank you for these amazing promises. We thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit that you have given us as that earnest guarantee that we will be with God and with Christ forever. Help us, Lord, to walk out of here and to face this year tomorrow with power, with strength, with certainty, and confidence in your word. Bless this church. Bless this community. Bless all of our families. We pray, Lord, that our children would be saved, that our neighbors would hear the gospel, that on the streets of Halifax, the gospel would be clearly presented and souls would be saved. And ultimately, Lord, help us to rejoice and to worship you and to love you and to wait for your son from heaven. We thank you that our future is bright. We were reminded this morning that he has begotten us again unto a living hope. And we have an inheritance reserved for us in heaven, undefiled, does not fade away, and we are kept by the power of God. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would help every one of us and our widows and those, Lord, that are raising children and those that are elderly and some that are sick and some, Lord, that are dealing with financial challenges that you would help us to walk out of here today with living hope in the person of Jesus Christ, your son. We love you and we thank you for this time to worship as a church and pray your blessing upon us all today as we enter a new year. In Jesus' name, amen.